0: Good morning good afternoon good evening folks michael One super all time back with the one and only mr jonathan Quanley. how you doing sir i'm doing great michael how are you i'm doing well uh, we're going to do a quick pivot on topic number three take the topic you and i were doing off the air and actually just put it out there and let people respond and this is about really what's going on at the fed right the fed is causing some pain they told us it was coming at jackson hole congratulations they're delivering on what they said uh but i do think there might be a bigger mission a bigger Thing that uh, Jerome Powell and his cronies are doing so I thought maybe we, we should talk about it we may or may not agree which is awesome uh so what, what do you see what do you see is there is there a bigger theme that he's going after well first of all I want to say
1: congratulations to Jerome Powell for being a politician who delivers on his promises I mean we that's never exactly. this? he said pain is coming and he was right so he didn't lie that's right he got cool he it. delivered so uh kudos to him for that um really came through on his promise, That's right? So, funny, That's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, on, a, on a more serious note, I mean, I, I, I personally think, uh, and this is just my own personal view, right? Does not, you yeah. know, you, you can dispute it. You can say I'm full of it. Probably, yeah. probably be right. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, that the the there has been a a group within the Fed. Uh, that has long objected to the easy money policy, yeah. and they went along with it because, uh, you know, they tried to put on a common front, um, and uh, you know, maybe in the short term they thought that it was necessary, but their their bias, their kind of professional, uh, mm-hmm. you know, education tells them that these low interest rates for as long as we've had them are bad for the economy. They create a lot of problems. You know, the you can trace a lot of the inequality that we have now to uh, to interest rates. You can you can trace the the run up in the cost of housing to artificially low interest rates, uh, and uh, that's caused a lot of pain. It's benefited a small number of people, and it's caused a lot of pain to most Americans. And I think that 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 Powell and other people on the Fed. Uh, realize that they need to get interest rates back to a more historic level. And, you know, and, and then of course, then there's always the issue of like, well, what happens if you have a real recession, you have to drop in, you gotta have some place to go, right? Mm-hmm. To juice the economy a bit, you gotta have to have some cushion there. Um, but I think that the larger thing is that, that um, they need interest rates to get back to something like normal. Uh, and I think Powell has even sort of hinted at this saying like the cost of housing is too high. They need to kind of break break the back of the, the housing bubble, the long-term housing bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, but politically, it's been very difficult for them to, to raise interest rates, you know, partly because under the, the previous couple of Fed chairmen, they let it go on too long. The markets became addicted to low interest rates. And when they tried to raise in 2018, 2019, when they thought that, hey, the economy is strong enough to absorb it, which frankly it was, but Wall Street threw a hissy fit right? Yeah. And the Fed got scared and they backed off mm-hmm. and they lowered interest, you know, they went back to lowering at that point. Mm-hmm. I think now they see their opportunity with inflation. Now they have political cover because people are screaming about inflation and that that is drowning out Wall Street, right? Because people, you know, no one really cares about Wall Street's profits being down when like everybody is paying five bucks a gallon or six bucks a gallon for gas, right? So yeah. The Fed realizes that they've got a chance now, to under the guise of, or under the you know the, the yeah under the guise of breaking the back of inflation,
0: yeah. right?
1: They've got the cover to go and like do something dramatic with interest rates and cause pain to, like the people who would otherwise, you know, have them by the throat and and be able yeah. to prevent them from from doing what what needs to be done. So. That, that's what i think is going on here but i don't know how you see
0: it. yeah those. it's kind of similar but different I, I think i think one of the things that powell wants to get rid of is what wall street calls the fed put yeah uh i i think you know he's an intellectual i believe he's an attorney by training i believe or a, a lawyer and i think he looks at again using inflation like you say as the cover he wants he wants to kind of break the connection that when wall street throws a hissy fit the fed bails them out yeah. and i actually i mean uh, you know there was a billionaire on cnbc yesterday barry i'm gonna mess up his last name Shern or something like that like no. yeah that guy that guy yeah. yeah basically uh you know capital partners or whatever he's the he's the ceo of and he's out there complaining, you know, the economy is going to crumble and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Let me look him up. And sure enough, he's a multifamily, you know, real estate guy around the world. I'm like, well, no wonder you're complaining the feds coming after your business, right? You may have variable rate debt. You may have bad assumptions. You may be in Warren Buffett speak swimming naked and don't have the right debt. I'm not saying he does, but I'm just saying maybe you're uncomfortable because you know, the fed is, is, you know, taking away the punch bowl and, and, You know, maybe you have there's a lot of people that got addicted to bad debt. They got less discipline. They they did lots of things that work in a low rate environment that don't work in a normal, let alone a high rate environment. So, yeah. So for me, I think I think I think Powell is trying to uh, get the Fed back to Volcker world, not Volcker rates, but Volcker world where the Fed was independent. It wasn't perceived as political uh, influence because, again, Volcker stood up to Reagan. Reagan begged him. Uh, to lower rates. And he didn't. Uh, my suspicion is uh, if it hasn't happened already, it's about to get really loud uh, for people, you know, beating on Powell. And I don't think he's going to I think he's yeah. I think Powell knows that if he's not already, he's soon to be the most hated man in America because of what he's doing. All right. Unemployment's going to go up. Pain is coming. Stocks are going down. Pain is coming. Uh, you know, uh, all assets you know, are being popped. And think i think he's i think he's got a pretty good backbone again i could be wrong um but yeah i think he's trying to get rid of the fed put if you were to to ask me what's the main thing
1: yeah i mean i think that that makes a lot of sense and if you look at sort of the the negative effect of you know low interest rates like we've talked about before it's it's like you know it's like giving people like amphetamines or something right i
0: mean it's just it's it's giving a small set of people amphetamines and and the rest of us pay for it yeah
1: yeah and 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 it's, it has really caused misallocation of capital. Exactly, right? there's, exactly. There's a, the money has gone into bad stuff. So it's gone into stock buybacks. It's gone into, uh, you know,
0: non-productive, stupid,
1: yeah. stupid investments, you know, uh, and when you have a risk-free return that you have to beat, right? That's four or 5%, like what you used to be able to get on a T-bill it makes people think about where they're going to invest money. It makes people, it forces people to make better decisions. When you've got yeah. essentially free money, then it doesn't really matter. Doesn't like matter. we'll just throw money at everything and hope some of it sticks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then when a couple of things stick, then they call themselves geniuses. Right. But, and you see, you see, you know, it leads to speculation and everything. It's responsible for stuff like, you know, cryptocurrency, right? I mean, crypto has a, time and a place and blockchain is a real thing and all sorts of stuff. But like Bitcoin at $60,000 or all this crazy stuff, it's going to be a million dollars. Like that, it was driven entirely by the fact that people could not get yield by just buying a T-bill, right? They could not, and they couldn't find assets to buy like houses because they couldn't afford them. All the traditional ways that people would save money for the future were taken away from them because low interest rates essentially, you know, made it, easy you know for the people who already had an easy time getting money it just made it easier for them and it's basically screwed everybody else right so uh it, and i think that you know maybe i'm sort of reading too much into powell but like i agree with you i think that there's the idea that we need to have we've had too much misallocation of, of yeah, money the, inve- yeah, too much, the- too many bad investments too many too much good money following bad money and Great. That we have to get back. There needs to be some, you know, baseline against which you compare <laughs> compare all investments. That is higher than zero,
0: right? Yeah. So if we if we play this out, right? Because everybody and their brother is talking about a Fed pivot now, right? They're all begging for because again, there's real pain going out. The people who had misallocation, people have interest, you know, variable interest rate. There's real pain going out there. A lot of it's kind of bubbling below the surface. I think it's coming out. Um, so we obviously have two more Fed meetings. I think we get a seventy-five uh, November first or November second. I think we at least we get a fifty, which will take us, I think, to four and a quarter. Right, we're at three. Yeah, it'll take us four and a quarter to four and a half. We might get 75, seventy-five, seventy-five. Um, Bostic, Fed President Bostic, just talked about, hey, let's get to four and a half by the end of the year and then pause. Uh, again, Wall Street, as you know, is forward-looking. That you know, that's two months away. You know that could that could get Wall Street excited again because of course what Wall Street's gonna guess is hey, a pause, then a cut. I don't think well, a cut's coming. I just you know, don't see, see like, it.
1: good investors, they don't need to know, they don't need cheap money. They just need to know what the horizon looks like.
0: Correct. Right? Yes, exactly. So yes.
1: so and I think it's funny, I was asked a question last night on my coaching, my monthly coaching call, uh, about uh, when do I think the Fed is going to lower rates again? And like when when does uh you know, and people talking about oh, you know that, that that it's 18 months between the last Fed rise and the first yeah. cut, and all kinds of. Stuff. And it, what, it didn't think about it last night, but it just, it just made me think right now that there's like an entire generation of investors that basically doesn't know how to invest except with cheap money, right?
0: Doc, then, yeah, it's 15 the, years basically, yeah. Right?
1: And, and the thing is, like, it doesn't. It actually doesn't matter what the interest rate is, right? The interest rate is actually irrelevant except if you buy in a low interest rate environment and need to sell in a high interest rate environment, that's bad, right? Mm-hmm. And and the opposite is really great if you're able to pull off the opposite. But what is the best for everybody is a stable interest rate environment over the long term where you're not gaming interest rates all the time, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's going to be some fluctuation.
0: That's normal, but- Yeah, at not- the margin, not, right. not standard deviation moves. yeah. But
1: you're not, yeah, you're not talking about these- massive moves that are essentially created by like too much cheap money for too long a period of time. Right. And so, but so many people have, have kind of internalized this idea that the only way to make money in real estate is with super cheap interest rates and and appreciation only. Right. And, you know, that, that they don't, they don't understand that Like you can make plenty of money in a, yeah. in a, in a normal interest rate environment because what's going to happen? Prices will adjust. To reflect the reality right so Correct. and you just have to if as long as you do your underwriting correctly right and don't overpay for stuff right you'll you'll do fine right but i, I think i agree but we're in a, a transitional period right now and those are always painful right and for people who who know nothing but cheap you know if you're 35 years old right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have never invested in an environment other yeah. than a low interest rate environment. You don't. You have no memory of like, like, treasury bills being a normal part of your investment portfolio because they were stable. You could count on them, and they were going to pay you five, six percent interest, right? Agreed. So they they only understand like the speculative environment that's you know created by super low interest rates. And I for one would like to see that environment. And I know it's going to be painful, but I would like to go back to something, you know, resembling more of a you know, yeah. hard money and and more sound money, and you know, just mm-hmm. rates. Yeah,
0: yeah. And again, I think I think uh, I think Powell. You know, w- would obviously never say that out loud, but I think that's what he means by pain is coming. He understands that uh, over the last couple of years, um, not there's been there's been misallocation of money for a long time. Stock buybacks being a great example of it. Uh, but there's been it it got hyper in the last two years, and you know, there's lots of little train wrecks. There's some. Um, You know, there's a lot of car wrecks, there's some train wrecks, there's some, there's just some bad stuff that we have to get through. And again, where that happens, there's opportunity, right? If you're prepared, if you're educated, uh, there's going to be some great deals uh, coming. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah. And look, I mean, you and I have talked before about, you know, the problem with the Fed in the past has been they've tried at all costs to avoid recessions, right? And recessions are,
0: you know, and we've part of the the business cycle.
1: (laughs) We've made the analogy that, like, you know, it's like the same. As with forestry right if you oh yeah if you let the small wildfires burn right they burn up they, they clear out the underbrush and they they basically make the big wildfires impossible right mm-hmm. and the same thing is with, re- with recessions like you have the small business cycle recession it cuts out some of the dead weight right it, it forces the the business the marginal businesses to fail and release the resources for better use elsewhere right mm-hmm. but what happens if you don't have that that, that brush that undergrowth just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when you got a spark at a lightning strike, then you have a configuration, right? And so, and, and now we're seeing the config. We saw one in 2006, 2007, 2008, and then the fed went and just repeated its mistake again. Right. And we're, and we're seeing it again now because the fed could not allow the business cycle to function normally. Right. So uh, hopefully, you know what we'll see now and you know this maybe there's a lot of things you know that are kind of happening all at once sort of like reshoring less less dependency on china like all this stuff is actually going to make life more expensive for americans however like it might also make them better
0: for oh i think so So i think i think yeah reshoring. i mean all of this stuff uh, again, I go back to the '70s. I think we could have a, a you know five-year period where inflation is above trend. Hopefully, it's not eight or nine percent, uh, because again, reshoring manufacturing—it's just it's like Micron just dropped 100 billion in New York. You know, uh, it's just all of this still going on, which is net positive long term, right? But will be inflationary in the in the short term. And um, yeah, I hope I hope Powell gets rid of the Fed put. Uh, yeah. I I really hate that Wall Street uh, has learned that they could grab the fed by the throat, whine and cry, like a little baby tantrum and the fed will pivot. Um, I hope it, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope he has a backbone. I hope, I hope he delivers. So Jonathan, this has been a lot of fun. Where can people find you? Yeah. So I've already pushed my uh, checklist, which you can go back to the other
1: episodes and and uh, check out if you want. Uh, but you can also uh, join my Facebook group, which is free. It's called the multifamily investment community. Uh, so, you know, please Google, if not Google it, go to Facebook and search for Multifamily Investment Community. There are some questions that you have to answer. There is a bot that will reject you if you don't answer the questions. So make sure you answer the questions uh, to get into the group. But once you're in, uh, love to see you there and we can continue the conversation there.
0: Yep, I love I love what you do there. I love what you do, monitor uh, the group. Uh, I'm a part of it, folks. Also, if you do join, let him know you came from one rental at a time. So he knows uh, that his time here every week is valuable. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you so much, Mm Michael.